CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. The internet is listening to us again, Brian. Uh, as they do. Yes. Uh, well. <laughs> I mean, not very many of them, unfortunately. I think Instagram's listening to me this time. <laughs> okay. I I turned off the show. I was done and I'm like, oh, I was bouncing out. And I was like, oh, let me look at Instagram. See what's going on. Mm-hmm. The first ad I got. Now, I, I, actually, before I tell you what the first ad was, I sent it to you. You know what it is. But for the audience, last week's show. I talked about how I was getting headaches because I was leaving my phone on at night. I forgot to put it on airplane mode. So all the, the, the waves were going into my brain and it was making, giving me, you know, headaches in the morning. I turned that off. Uh, alas, no more headaches. Same day, show's coming out. I literally get ads on Instagram for tinfoil hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this, this company lambs. They block 99% of EMF with the world's first radiation-proof apparel. My God. God. Yes, Yes. lambs. That's very appropriately named. I know. I know. Um, And you you can get EMF blocking underwear. Yes. Because you need that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can get a beanie for your son for only $70. Well, (laughs) yeah. It's it's, it's surprising. I mean, it's a good target market, rich suckers. Yeah, exactly. The baseball hats are like 90 bucks. Okay. I'm like, but but my ears are uncovered and I put the phone up to my ears. So you're kind of. What the, what, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. yeah. I, I don't think they're going for scientific accuracy for the target market they're shooting for. No, honestly. no, 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 no. <laughs> so I just thought that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you were right, Brian. Google search results are getting worse. I've been saying it for years now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and we've all known it. We've, we've seen it, but it's now, it has now been quantified. It is confirmed by scientists. <laughs> uh, and here's the TLDR in the article we found. Um, it's affiliate marketers still. Yep. I thought, I thought they were gone. I thought that whole thing was done. I thought everybody moved into influence marketing instead of, you know, just basically SEO spam. But it well, turns out the, the influencer marketing is a purely social media phenomenon. The, the old school, you know, Old school web is still uh, all about affiliate marketing. I didn't know anybody was still there. Yeah, they're they're still there, Jason. (laughs) Yeah, it's still apparently a very lucrative market too. Yeah, and it's ruined search. Yeah. Uh, And Google says that they're still on it, but, you know. They're not. Yeah. (laughs) They're busy with AI. Yeah. And everything else. Uh, But it it gets worse because Google News now is mm-hmm. getting hammered with AI content that is basically plagiarizing the actual news content that also shows up on Google News. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, 404 Media, who I, I still love, they put out a good article on it called Google News is Boosting Garbage AI-Generated Articles, which it is. But yeah. here's the thing about Google News is Google News is a completely different beast than Google Search. 
Mm-hmm. Google News is a black box. You can't get any insights into anything. And like I told the story I hear about Metblogs years ago, how we got kicked out of Google News. The only way to get back in was to have somebody walk down the hall that we knew at Google and ask them to put us back in. And we were back in in three minutes. It is. This is not a very well-run organization inside of the Googs, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So they're letting people through. And, and here's, what they, here's what they say. They're like, yeah, well, we don't really check to see if it's written by an AI or a human. It doesn't really matter to us. It's news. So, hey, have at it. What a wonderful world we've created for ourselves. It is just going to get worse. It it's is. just going to get worse. The AI thing is just going to make everything so much worse. Oh, well. In the news. Well, speaking of places to go get news, here's another thing that we called, Jason. Uh, we're losing another one. Instagram's founders are shutting down Artifact, their year-old news app. I can't believe it's only been around for a year. It feels like much longer. It feels like a hell of a lot longer. It does. When it first launched, I think you and I both quite liked it. It was it was pretty cool, but uh, they leaned in heavy to the social aspect of things and the algorithms. Uh, yeah, well, which and- we gamification and gamification of news which was the big thing that we're like we're like fuck this and i left it on my phone for a bit and i i did play around with it a little bit and and saw how bad the algorithm actually is like i i would only click on like buzzfeed listicles that popped up and stuff like that and pretty soon no news whatsoever in artifact appeared for me (laughs) it was all just uh buzzfeed lists and and softcore porn news i guess is what you would call it um so yeah i deleted it a long time ago they've finally given up on it um and yeah it's no longer a thing uh, we have built something that a core group of users love but we have concluded that the market opportunity <laughs> isn't big enough to warrant continued investment in this way um, yeah, the core group of users were the employees and the founders <laughs> i think so because like people just kind of gave up on it because uh, yeah. that's not a good way to consume news or get no. it really so it lasted a month i think if that if that because what it did when it first came out i liked it i thought it was cool yeah. it looked it looked good on the ipad which for me is a, a you know a plus yeah. i like things that look good on the ipad yeah and it, it collected news sources from all the different uh, places that you and you and i were going to anyways all in one place right yeah <laughs> and it, it is ironic that it's the instagram founders who made something that looked good on an ipad yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it's the day that the gamification came out. I looked at it and I'm like, done. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yep. Well, it's gone for good now. Yep. Uh, or at least in a month or so. I, I can't remember exactly what the article said. So if you're a big fan of it, go check because you're only going to have it for a little bit longer. Say your goodbyes. Uh, more layoffs. Google is laying off hundreds of workers who sell ads to big businesses. This is uh, coming after the laying off thousands of employees from Pixel, Nest, Fitbit, Google Assistant, and core engineering divisions. They are cutting hundreds of roles on its advertising sales team because they're basically going to pivot to AI for that. Yep. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, uh, here's their statement. I like this one. Every year we go through a rigorous process to structure our team to provide the best service to our ads customers. The company released in a statement, we map customers to the right specialist teams and sales channels to meet their service needs. As part of this, a few hundred roles globally are being eliminated and impacted employees will be able to apply for open roles on the team or elsewhere at Google. Conveniently ignoring the fact that they've also fired people from everywhere else at Google. So they probably <laughs> exactly. don't need anybody. You can apply all you want. We're just not yeah. going to, we're not going to pick up. 
And they aren't done yet. Google CEO says more layoffs are expected throughout the year in an internal memo, which has been uh, confirmed by Google that, yes, that's true. The exec explains that the latest role eliminations are about removing layers to simplify execution and drive velocity in some areas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Driving velocity. We love velocity. Yeah. Well, Brian, that was a long time ago where I, I won a bet with you. I believe it was the Twitter stock bet. Or mm-hmm. one of those things. And you sent me some booze through Drizzly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Drizzly is no more. So pour one out for old Driz. They were uh, they were bought by Uber a while back, which to me, I, I still think that that whole thing was just buying up the competition and shutting it down. I they think said so they, as well. Yeah. yeah. They said they tried to run it as a quote unquote independent entity inside of Uber. Uh, they bought it for $1.1 billion, which back then for them was nothing. That was like half a day's worth of, you know, paid rides that they were giving away anyway. But it yeah. is an insane amount of money when you think about it. Oh, insane. It's insane. Just, yeah. just for a company that packaged up some Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> and then sent it to that, you. That was it. <laughs> it's just they, they bought the user base is what they did. Yeah. Uh, so cost per acquisition for their users was insane. Uh, but they shut it down. It's going away. They're just going to focus on doing the same exact thing that Drizzly does with Uber Eats, which is yeah. probably what they had planned all along. Yeah. So there you go. Well, I, you know, I'll pour one out for Drizzly. It got me through the initial uh, blush of the pandemic. Mm. That's for sure. Until I realized that I could just wear a mask and go to Bevmo. Um, and save so, 50%. Yeah. And save 50%. Yeah. They so were not I, cheap. I, they were yeah. not cheap at all. So, all right. Well, big surprise there. Not really. Uh, somebody <laughs> else who no longer has a job, Sheryl Sandberg. She has decided to leave the meta board. She has stepped down as COO a long time ago or a couple yeah. of years ago, uh, 2022. So, yeah, two years ago now. Uh, she's been on the board since then, but she's finally cutting all ties with meta. So uh, she's leaning out. All right. I, I forgot that she was even on the board. I thought she was well, gone. Well, the gone. board is so useless. It's unbelievable. Oh, so. that's right. Because yeah. Zuckerberg has all the power. So they're just like, yeah, that's just a free paycheck. I'm surprised. Yeah, they're just collecting money, basically. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, oh, God. Yeah, I, I have a Facebook issue right now. For some reason, <laughs> I'm getting charged $2 every other day from Facebook advertising on my Amex. I have never bought advertising on Facebook. I never will buy advertising on Facebook. And of course, since it's such a small amount of money, the people at Amex are just like, oh, it's they no big care. deal. <laughs> I'm like, well, it is a big deal because somebody has my goddamn credit card and they're they're using it to buy advertisement from the devil. So stop it. And they're like, yeah, we'll get to it. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, Amex. Anyway, back to the Zuck. Mm-hmm. Zuckerberg has a new goal because yeah. I, apparently the metaverse, he was he was getting bored with it. So He's yeah. moving on to AGI. That's right. The Zuck wants to do, he wants to open source and create artificial general intelligence. Sort okay. of. Sort of. All Here's right. the rub. Uh, he doesn't really know what it is yet. Uh, and he says that <laughs> nobody really knows what it is yet. You know, he's like, I don't have a one sentence pithy definition. You can quibble about if general intelligence is akin to human level intelligence, or is it like human plus with subscription fee for the intelligence, I guess? Or is it some far future super intelligence? That hardly like, seems like a quibble to me, Jason. That seems like wildly <laughs> different things. Yes, yes. But but do you go quibble amongst yourselves? Okay. He says, but to me, the important part is actually the breadth of it, which is that intelligence has all these different capabilities where you have to be able to reason and have intuition. 
unlike most of your users. That <laughs> is that that statement is one of the most unintelligent things I've ever read. <laughs> That's why he needs AGI to rewrite okay. it for him. <laughs> Oh, and then when he was asked about, uh, you know, the metaverse, because it's going so well, um, he says, I don't know how to more unequivocally state that we're continuing to focus on reality labs and the metaverse. He still says that Meta is spending north of $15 billion a year on it. <laughs> now, you think Drizzly money was stupid money. $15 billion a year. And all they've got so far is a pair of Ray-Bans. That actually anybody likes. Nobody really cares about the Oculus anymore. That's, that's, that's not all they have, Jason. We have to remember that he renamed his entire company based on this. Yeah, we have well, Meta. Ne <laughs> yes, and next week we'll have AGI. I know. So that, they're going to rename it to that. But I think AGI is like a agriculture company or a insurance company. I, I always think, think Athletic like Greens it. because they advertise everywhere. Oh, Jesus, powders, powders, powders. <laughs> yeah. I it'll make, it'll make you healthy and you'll lose weight. Just drink this slop. No, it doesn't. I tried it for years. It didn't do a damn thing for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but hey, if they want to advertise on this show, I will change my tune. Hey, wink, right. wink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we stand by everything that we advertise for. Actually, we do. That's the sad part. I know, part. it's sad. <laughs> that's why we don't have any advertisers. We ate everything. <laughs> well, there's some news in an open AI and uh, general intelligence. Just a few days ago, OpenAI's usage policies, policies page explicitly stated that the company prohibits the use of its technology for military and warfare purposes. That's pretty good since they were trying to be all like wonderful about AI and its uh, future. Well, they took that out. So, whoops. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, Apparently yeah. that server bill was coming due and they're like, we need to find new streams of revenue. Let's yeah. blow some shit up. I pulled a bunch of different quotes from the article, but uh, all, I mean, really, that's it. So they're no longer they, they pulled a Google. They're no longer saying that they won't do evil. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, military purposes doesn't exactly you know mean it's evil. It depends on which side you're on, I suppose. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> so tomato, you know, tomato. Yeah, just don't be sending it. You know, selling a subscription to Kim Jong Un. That's yeah, all. That's, you know, that should be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this is all going to work out well. Yes, I'm sure Kim Jong-un is looking up VPNs for North Korea right now. <laughs> so he can be Joe Smith. Hey, uh, Kim, uh, GOG.show slash VPN. Yeah, there you go. No logs. There you go. No logs. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking of warfare, yes. uh, I saw this one. I think it was over at NBC. U.S. tech companies prepare for potential drone attacks as international strikes spark concern. Now, let's see if they would have listened to our show 10 years ago. We'd have said, hey, this is coming. Start preparing. But they're like, nah, we're going to hang back. <laughs> uh, some companies have been doing some research on it. But remember the Eagles? Don't forget the Eagles. That's Very effective. Very effective. <laughs> Unless you're an Eagle, then you're like, ow, <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Well, again, depends on which side you're on, Jason. <laughs> depends on which side you're on. If you're an Eagle, not so good. <laughs> no, not so good. Uh, but it's I mean, it's an interesting article talking about what what people are trying to do in response to what they've seen in Ukraine and uh, over in, uh, you know, uh, Israel and all the other places where people are using basically off the shelf drones to strap little bombs to them and go boom. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. The the laws here in the United States are still kind of jacked up because you have to be a federal officer right now to be able to take a drone out of the sky. Uh, just remember the guy who shot his neighbor's drone out of the sky <laughs> with a shotgun and then went to jail. Yeah. Uh, so don't take it. Don't shoot your neighbor's drones down, people. You can't do that. 
so they're working on laws to fix that because apparently the DHS's uh, mandate to be able to take down drones is about to end soon. And there's nothing coming down the line in Congress to say, hey, yeah, maybe let's extend that. It is it is a mess as far yeah. as it goes to drones. And drones are getting better and cheaper and nobody's paying that much attention to it because they're still saying that car bombs and things like that are much more uh, prevalent today than drones are. But, like, but yeah, that's going to change very fast. A, a yeah. drone is a lot cheaper than a car. Yeah, I mean, you can't put as much stuff in it, but you can buy 20 drones and put a little bit in it and fly them all to the same place and still blow the same shit up. Yep. So, and, and the other thing is they're working on different techniques that uh, I, I think seem short-sighted to me. It's just like, okay, I'm going to be a normal guy and I'm going to strap a little bomb to a drone and I'm going to fly it somewhere straight at it and go boom. It's like, okay, well, what if I take that drone up 6,000 feet and then drop a, you know, just a straight kinetic payload down into the middle of SoFi Stadium? Like an iPhone. <laughs> yes, like an iPhone. <laughs> uh, yes, it will survive, people. It will survive. Oh, we don't know if it'll survive AstroTurf. I've never that's true. Let's we have try to, that. Let's get yeah. a drone. Get a drone, Jason. Let's get a, let's get a YouTube video, Brian. Let's <laughs> let's become let's become scientists. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they're not thinking about the other the other um, use cases of it. I think the only person that's really done something insane, of course, is Palmer Lucky, who has built an autonomous like a fleet of autonomous, basically rocket ships, like little tiny rocket ships called Roadrunners that can fly around and shoot shit out of the sky. I don't. know. It's a mess. I think. Uh, I, I think silly string. I think we need to have a lot of drones that have silly string cans attached to them. And just I, just, silly I think fishnet, fishnet stockings, man. Since the Goss scene went out uh, years years ago, those the, the, the manufacturers have been in trouble. Let's get let's do fishnet stockings above everything. That'll take fishnet care. stockings, and then we can do flamethrowers that are aquanet based. Ooh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now we need to weaponize eyeliner somehow, and we're in somehow. business. <laughs> we use that to to go up to the front and like uh, uh, blacken out the cameras. Oh, there we, there we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. All, my entire fourteen year old uh, stockpile of things in, that I had in my bathroom are now useful again. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, and since we 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 can't focus on how to fix the drone problem, but what we can do is uh, criminalize selfies in Las Vegas. That's right. Oh, God. Las Vegas has implemented a new law that prohibits tourists from stopping to take selfies on pedestrian bridges along the Strip. People who violate the law may face misdemeanor charges up to six months in jail or a $1,000 fine. All right. Uh, that's dumb. Well, here's what they're saying is the purpose. The purpose is not to, you know, poop on anybody's parade. Right. Uh, what it is is to make sure that the pedestrian traffic keeps flowing because what they're seeing is that there's a lot of crime involved when people stop to take selfies. People get robbed and mugged and things like that. They're like, give me that camera. You don't need a selfie. I need some cash. All so right. that's what they're claiming is the problem. So, I mean, I get it, but I also mm -hmm. like it's a it's a great shot when you're on those bridges. <laughs> it looks cool. Of course, people are going to stop and take photos. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, here's what you do. Put up walls and then, you yeah. know, rain on everybody's parade. There you go. <laughs> oh, so, well. yeah. All right. Vegas just got less fun. <laughs> yep. But, hey, we don't hate everything, so check out this next ad. Media Candy. 
So I've talked about the the kids show Bluey uh, before, before and just how good it is. And it's not really just for kids. It's wonderful. And I've both laughed uproariously and also shed a tear or two. And there's a particular episode that's come out recently uh, that a lot of people have been talking about because it, it, it's fucking phenomenal, man. <laughs> It's really good. It's Bluey's Cricket episode. I put a link in the show notes because uh, obviously I don't know anything about cricket and they talk about how it left Australians in tears and Americans puzzled. No, it fucking didn't. We get it. It's a sport. I don't know anything about that sport and it still was an amazing episode and I got the point. So fantastic. (laughs) We weren't puzzled. We understood. I cried. Okay, fuck off, Guardian. You're kind of a Canadian now, so maybe you have a loophole. I'm still an American citizen. Thank you very much. (laughs) I started watching a new show with my wife on Netflix, The Brother's Son, um, or The Brother's Soon, actually, because that's the way they pronounce it. It is fantastic, man. This is like old school, like Chinese gangster meets L.A. hipster, Instagram-y fun stuff it's awesome it's really fun and of course uh michelle yao is in it as well and it's just a it's a really good show i'm enjoying it a lot we're about four episodes in fantastic awesome yeah i will check it out yeah i think you'd dig it now brian i have i have a a a topic here that i need to talk to you about have you seen the bear i have not Uh, it is on my wife's must watch list now so apparently i'm going to watch it soon (laughs) <laughs> okay, because it is it won like a metric shit ton of awards. Yeah, it did. So I sat down with my roommate and we watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. By the end of the episode, she was about to have a panic attack and I was about to have another stroke or a seizure. It was so loud, frenetic. My left eye st- my left eye was twitching for two days and I could not – I mean, it seriously like put me into a spin. It was so – fucking annoying okay on the Blair Witch scale how bad oh it was uh I don't know if you could put it on the Blair Witch scale because uh it's it's basically a lot of people arguing Mm. and yelling it's a it's a it's a kitchen environment and they're just people who are assholes not listening to each other they're screaming that and they're opening storylines and plot points that they don't even you know remotely come to fruition it was just an incoherent mess. And I think that's a style that people like now. Yeah, it Not seems me, to be. Personally, <laughs> but it was just and there was there was no redeeming quality as far as I could tell to almost anyone in the entire thing, except like one little girl who came in to make dinner for everybody. And they didn't even say how good the dinner was. It was just like Ugh. I don't know. I I need to know. Somebody tell me what the appeal of this show is, because I don't see it at all and i'm still physically traumatized from it like i I can't even think about it and my left eye starts twitching it's yeah so it needs a warning like an epilepsy warning i'm I'm not joking it does okay well i'll let you know when i get around to it we're going to finish off the brothers soon first but uh, i think the bear is next for our, our joint viewing okay and uh there's another show on netflix making the rounds called the trust a game of greed okay Oh, uh, man, this was this, this, this is obviously like based on traders success. No, everybody's com- comparing it to traders. I think it's based on the prisoner's dilemma. OK, uh, what it is, is it's 12 people are put into a house. There's two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the pot. And from that point out, if nobody does anything bad, everybody splits the money. OK, let me just say they're down to six people right now. So, <laughs> you know, that that didn't work out. Right. Yeah, it's very – actually, they're down to five now, I think. Uh, last episode is next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it is a very interesting look into human nature. So I don't know if I can recommend it or not, but if you're into that kind of thing, sure. 
it can be unpleasant at points. And then there's, there are a couple of people in there that are actually pretty stand up people. So that's kind of good, but it's uh yeah, I don't know if I can recommend it right. with a, with a good conscience. It's one of those that you just have to kind of, you have to make your own decision on that. I won't, I won't endorse it or, uh, I, yeah, I'm just not going to endorse it. Okay. Uh, She-Hulk season two, unfortunately, looks like it won't be coming back. That sucks because I actually really enjoyed that show. I really enjoyed that show too. That really does suck. Yeah, I hear so. it's because apparently it just costs too much. Uh, the transformation from her into you know She-Hulk is too expensive. And I'm just like, look, we, they managed this in the 70s. They hired Lou Ferrigno. Like get, get uh, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, paint her green. And that's there the transformation. Go. There we go. We don't need to spend all that money anymore. The show was damn funny, man. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, I it liked was really it. Good. It was great. Work around this, people. You don't need to spend because use AI for Christ's sake. <laughs> make it a cartoon. Do it no, with Mid Journey. I don't care. <laughs> no, it was really fun. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, I don't need those effects. Yeah. Whatever. It was the writing. It was. It was fun. Oh well. Cancel a cancel a couple of those other crappy ones that you have on deck. Yeah. I'm sure that there's a few that they could cut. Cut Echo, could, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Budget. I watched the first episode of that and it was a snooze fest. Oh, I couldn't even I <laughs> I am like, no, that's I don't want to watch a thing based on a tertiary character. Come on. Well, that's all anyway. it is anymore. Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> she Hulk kind of was a tertiary character, Jason. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> don't <laughs> Hawkeye, same kind of thing. Yeah, movies on Ant Man for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing any more of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fargo this season has wrapped up, and oh my god, I think this might be the best one yet. I really, I really got to get on that show. Oh, it's so good! Right. It's so good. Yeah, and uh, Keely was just unbelievably good in this. <laughs> she was so good. I mean, you you watch her compared to how she was in Ted Lasso, and you, you wouldn't know they're the same person, right? I mean, you seriously wouldn't. Uh, I did get around to watching the trailer for the three body problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. No, it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty. I can't remember if it matches the story or not because it was so long ago that we read that first book. Yeah. Well, they don't really um, give much away. Like, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, it's intrigued me enough to watch it when it comes out. Oh, I'm going to watch yeah. it. I'm just not going to, you know. I'm not going to emotionally invest in it, I guess. Yeah, well, I'm not because so. I don't like the second two books. So <laughs> this is a this is one and done for me. Well, who knows? I mean, maybe they're going to foundation it, and it has nothing to do with the books, and it might turn out okay. okay. You know, <laughs> everybody's saying they really like the second season of Foundation. So yeah, they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and this has the Game of Thrones team, so we can we can expect the last season on this to be garbage That's anyway. True. So That's true. Yeah. Well, March 21st, we will find out. So I have a story about Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Okay. So after you and I talked about it on the show, mm-hmm. uh, I got a note on Discord from Killer Q. And he basically says that it's a huge uh, mistake that I'm not watching it. And I need to check it out because it's not what I think it's going to be. And he says it's an absolute 10 out of 10 right up there with UHF. And... Uh, <laughs> UHF is a 10 out of 10? Actually, it is. If you're into that I mean, it's good, but 10 out of 10 is pretty... <laughs> okay. And, okay. And, but here's the, here's the one thing that he says. The pool party scenes is one of the best things ever shot on film. Haha, <laughs> it's so smart. So 
after this, I, I still I had it queued up for. I mean, he sent this to me the day before Christmas, and I just got around to to checking it out this week or last week. It is so fucking good. <laughs> uh, it is not anything what I expected. It's a parody. I didn't realize that. I thought it was an actual documentary. It's not. It is not even close to a yeah. documentary. It, 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 I should have known the first uh, credits that come up are made by Funny or Die. So it is well worth it. Have a couple cocktails, kick back, watch it. I did not have any cocktails, but you should. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I mean, I was in tears laughing so hard like many, many times. And he is absolutely right. The pool party scene is one of the greatest bits of film ever made. It should be, it should be enshrined in every pantheon dedicated to the art of filmmaking. I just, it was so fucking good. So, all right, well, yes, I've got, I've got nothing on deck tonight. So I'll uh, fire up the drizzly app and, oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) Uber eats for you or nothing, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I think the the EU is here to save us all, Jason. We've mm. talked a lot about uh, GDPR and their privacy stuff and everything else. Well, they're, now they're going after streaming and trying to get artists paid fairly. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. But uh, the European Parliament is calling for new regulations to ensure streaming services will pay artists fairly. They're calling for more transparency around how algorithms generate suggestions for which artists to stream and what tracks get the most promotion. So that's great. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good yeah. luck. So I didn't know that this was a thing. Uh, there's apparently a George Carlin AI special out there called yeah. I'm Glad I'm Dead. Yeah. So and his George Carlin's daughter is saying it's a it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. It lacks every any soul. It, might, it doesn't have my dad's timing. It doesn't have my dad's anything. Okay. So I went and I grabbed it and looked at it. It's on it's on um, YouTube. There's a link in the show notes. And well, she's right. It is garbage. It's absolute <laughs> yeah. garbage. It sounds terrible. It, it sounds like him like maybe 30% of the time right. in the two minutes that I listened to it. Uh, because, uh, of course, all the imagery that they're showing during the video is basically mid-journey, you know, Dali type of graphics that come up. The comedy is not that funny. Uh, there's nothing There's nothing good about it. I, I can't believe that this thing is actually still up. I, I, I'm, I'm sure there are sued. a gazillion lawsuits pending about it. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, if there's not, there really should yeah, be. Definitely. But I, I figured as soon as a lawsuit was filed, it would have been You'd taken think, down. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, so I, I'm with her, man. Comedy is safe from AI, as far as I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I think so. Because AI, AI does not understand trauma. <laughs> AI doesn't understand pain. You know, it until doesn't... Zuckerberg gets his general intelligence, I think we're safe. <laughs> a robot making a robot, great. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I found two podcasts, and I know you love Rick Rubin so much. God damn. <laughs> Fucking hate him. I, I, I have no problem with him. Uh, he's got a new podcast, or not a new podcast. He's got a podcast called the called Tetragrammaton. It's a, and that's why I hate him. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? I know. It's, but I tell you <laughs> what, he gets good interviews out of it with the ones that I've listened to. He gets really good interviews out of it. But the thing to listen to it for is the ads. He, oh yeah. He took modern ads and I think mm-hmm. he, I think he's probably using 11 labs or something like that and he recreated old-timey like uh you know early radio voices. He's like, right. "Hey, you want some athletic greens there, boy?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 all the ads are done in that style with wacky old-school music. They're a production in and of itself and they are I mean, I I I don't skip the ads. They're so fun to listen to. I mean, right. granted, I, I think for a lot of them, they're better than parts of the show. So 
uh, it's, it's well worth it just to go click on a click on an episode, scrub and find an ad. You you you'll be able to tell where tell it pretty quickly. Um, okay, they're fun. They, he did a really good job with the ads. Is all I got to say. All right. And I do like some of the interviews. Yeah, I don't do it ever. <laughs> Look, I like I like a lot of the music he's produced. I I, I just don't like him. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't know that much about him. I just you know I know what I've read because uh, I'm in a different industry. So I mean I I yeah. liked his book on creativity. I thought it was pretty good, and uh, I like his interviews on the show. So I got no beef with him. Um, I think his beard is kind of <laughs> stupid, but all I'm saying is if you went in and uh, to any job in the world as Rick Rubin, you'd be fired in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I get along. I, I think I like him because I can't get a job. I was job. about to say, if you grew a beard. I think I, think I might be the, the second coming of Rick Rubin. There we go. I found another podcast called What Next TBD. Now, how Rick Rubin did ads right, What Next TBD does them so, so wrong. This is a Slate <laughs> podcast. Hmm. Uh, episode opens with two one-minute or two 30-second uh, pre-rolls. Uh, we do pre-rolls, but they're 15 seconds or less, I believe. They should be 15 seconds or less, uh, but only one because we need it. We need it. So please don't, don't, don't judge. Um, they're slate, but they do two. So, and for the next 23 minutes of content, there's five more minutes of advertising. Wow. <laughs> they're doing back-to-back, uh, two minute, two, back-to-back mm-hmm. one minute ads with a slight, slight content break, then another round of two two-minute ads. And I was like, I'm trying to listen to this episode. And it was a really good episode on the uh, the hack of the British Library that's, that's mm-hmm. still going on, uh, the ransomware attack. And it was a great episode. It was a great show. But Jesus. Well, like, I mean, this shouldn't be surprising for Slate or just, I mean, the internet in general, because I, I keep forgetting that I have ad blockers installed on my main browsers. Like, and I read Slate daily. Mm. Like I load it up a couple times a day just to see if there's any new articles. I really like the, their site and I like their writers. Uh, I accidentally had a different browser open because something didn't work, blah, 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 blah. And I went to Slate on a different browser that didn't have an ad blocker. I mean, their site is the uh, is the same thing. It's, it's like unusable. There are so many fucking ads on it. You can't use the internet without an ad blocker now. No, you can't. No. I keep forgetting. And I, I, I walk by my wife's computer all the time because she doesn't have an ad blocker. And I'm like, that's what that's what normal people do. No, no, that's unusable. Yeah, no, I, I, I just can't. That's why I stick with Brave because the Brave's built-in ad blocker is so good that yeah. I just can't. You know, I'm I'm on Chrome right now just because it's, it works better for this show. But you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time I'm on Brave because just just because their ad blocker works the best. Even you, you have to go in and turn off all the crypto shit. Um, yeah. Still works better. But anyway, what next TBD? Good show. There's another episode that's the one I found out about it from. It's called Is Your Car Tracking You? Uh, about this woman whose abusive partner used her car to track her and the dealership wouldn't do anything about it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Merlin Mann uh, talked about that one. So I want to go listen to that. That's going to be, that's next on the list. But uh, the Great British Library hack is a fantastic episode. Just, you got to have your finger on the ad skip button the whole time. Right. So. Anyway, uh, but it's good. I think you'll like it. You'll you'll definitely like it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Ups and doodads. I can't believe I'm saying this, Brian, but BB Edit 15 is here. Woo! I'm sorry. What's that? You don't use BB Edit? Not anymore. I haven't coded in 
years. Oh, I don't use it for coding. I use it for, it's just, it's my Swiss Army knife text editor. It does all sorts nah. of stuff that I want. I've got 15 documents open all the time. It's great. <laughs> Seriously, I just love it. It's, it's my notepad. Um, it was, a, I mean, I love the program when I used it regularly. It was awesome. So uh, 15, amazing. Yeah. And they have chat GPT built in now. Oh, it does the coding for you now. It will do that. Actually, yeah. Yep. You can, you can, yeah. there's, it's got a new, whole <laughs> new worksheet flow uh, where you can tie it straight into chat GPT. And uh, basically, and it, what's really cool is you can keep multiple documents. So you have uh, ongoing conversations in different documents. So it will remember that between the different ones, I think, which is, which is kind of interesting. I think um, that's, that's the sense that I got. But the, the bummer that I found out was it doesn't tie into your chat GPT plus account if you're already paying the 20 bucks a month. Oh, it uses the well, API. So you have right. to get an API account and fund the API account separately. Now, the yeah. thing is, uh, you can pick which model you're going to be uh, using. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you do chat GPT 3.5 turbo, I put in 10 bucks and I used it all night long, just fucking with <laughs> it and playing with it. I haven't even gotten to one cent yet. So oh, okay. it's, so yeah, it's relatively cheap. It's ridiculously right. cheap. So it's, you know, if you just want to use the, the older, faster model, which it has been improving a lot and for a lot of things it's better than four. If you need to use four, just pop over to your plus account and just do it that way. But it's nice just having it built in. So I have just a, a one tab open with just a general conversation that I can have going now. If I just need to type something in, don't have to go to the web browser. It's just right there in the app that I'm right. already in, which is, which is handy. It's very handy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the upgrade, if you're a BB edit 14 user, I think it was 29 bucks to upgrade. It's 39. If you're upgrading from an older one, it's probably 49 if you're a new user. But, um, if you're a BB edit person, you're probably not going to be a new user. I don't know anybody who's going to be saying, Ooh, I need me that fancy text editor. Let me jump on out. <laughs> Get that. <laughs> but us old dogs, I've been using BB edit since version two, I think. Uh, I'm right there with you. Yep. It's a great program. Vienna RSS is mm -hmm. a, an RSS reader that is basically, it's an open source RSS reader for the Mac. I love it. I only use it for one thing. <laughs> and this is what, like my regular, I use reader for most of my day-to-day -day RSS news stuff. Mm -hmm. Vienna RSS does one thing really cool. You can put in an RSS feed for a podcast, select mm -hmm. all and hit download enclosures, and it will download every single enclosure from that feed. So if you're trying to back up or to slurp in a podcast, makes it super easy. Don't do it for our show because we pay for bandwidth. <laughs> Please don't do it for our show. Patreon or uh, yeah, patreon.com slash GOG if you want to do that shit. Um, well, there goes our, our normal positive payment from ads. Yeah. <laughs> We're screwed now. Mm. We're going to get a bill. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but anyway, if you're if you want to go check it out on somebody else's show. <laughs> By all means, <laughs> check it out. But it's a great free RSS reader. It's it's bare bones. It just reminds me of the old days of of interfaces, at least, because it is not polished at all. Yeah, I actually like it. I might actually try it out as just a regular RSS reader. Yeah, it's it's where I mean it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh I want to talk a little bit more about set app this week because I, I I've been diving into it so much. Uh I found a new one this week that I really like called Permute. Okay. It's a basically just a drag and drop converter, like a file format converter. So if I just wanted what I use it for. Like Handbrake? Uh, kind of, but not, I mean, you can convert image formats in it too. Things oh, like okay. that. It, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Handbrake is, you know, when you're trying to transcode a movie 
uh, specific. I use that specifically for movies. Permute is just a really fast drag and drop. So like there's another one that I use on setup called Downy. So you drop in a YouTube URL, you use Downy to pull down the video that you want. And if you want to take that video and just like pull the audio out of it, you can usually take it into QuickTime, export as audio, then it's an AAC file that then you have to reconvert, blah, 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 blah. Permute, you just drag in the, the movie and just pick which kind of audio format you want to export. And within like half a second, boom, there's your audio file. It's so nice. And it's cool. part of the set app bundle. So, you know, there's a link in uh, the show notes for Permute. Also a link to get set app if you want. It's only nine bucks a month. And I think Permute's 30 bucks a year. So you're, it's another one of those ones you're going to be saving a shit ton of money on. So I'm, tell, I'm just like every week I'm going through set app trying to find new stuff to play with because there's so much. It's fun. Very cool. Uh, well, Apple has finally ended Samsung's decade-plus run as the global smartphone shipment leader, according to the IDC, or the International Data Corporation. They sound, they sound horrible. Um, yeah, so Apple shipped 234.6 million units in 2023, which is equi uh, equivalent to 20.1% of the market share. In comparison, Samsung shipped 226.6 million units for 19.4%. So just squeaked past them. Uh, this probably isn't surprising i mean certainly there's a there's a move among the youths uh these days that uh if you want to be cool you've got an iphone not uh not anything from samsung or anyone else and uh yeah and it's just as we're living on our phones why wouldn't you want the best well some people like right? android so. i don't hang out with those people but yeah some people do <laughs> like <either>. android <laughs> And there's a new apple uh update in the us app store us app store only it's it's uh, good, good to point out uh, they're relaxing a key app store rule that has long been a source of frustration to developers. They will allow U.S. developers now to link to outside websites for in-app purchases, according to their updated developer guidelines. However, they still want their cut. I don't know how they're going to get it anymore, which is what everybody's pointing out. It's like <laughs> now they now they want app developers to submit their financials to them and all these other things <laughs> so they can still get their money. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Good luck. So, it's like the, just let people do it for fuck's sake. It's the, it's like the honor bucket at this the yeah. snack jar in the back office of your your thing. It's always all the Snickers are gone and there's no money in the box. So. Exactly, and that's what's going to happen. I think so. I, they're either going to roll it back, which they probably can't do because of all the lawsuits, which is why they did this in the first place to get ahead of it. Uh, but I think the age of the dominance of payments via Apple through their app store is ending. Okay. Well, other things that are ending. Alexa. Remember Alexa? I am so sad about this because I'm all in on these things. Well, Amazon wants you to start ponying up some money for Alexa. Uh, it's nope. <laughs> I did. I bought it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, they, you didn't get a subscription, Brian. Everything's a subscription nope. nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, they are they are testing Alexa Plus. Um which they, no. they they say is going to be an enhanced version of Alexa, which will do mm -hmm. apparently more things. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you would say Alexa start a timer for five minutes any better than start a timer. That's all I ever use it for. I play music, I do timers, and I listen to radio. That's it. That's all and you it's need. It's fantastic for that. Yep. And, oh, I do voice calls with my or uh, video calls with my mom. It's oh, you fantastic. Got, you got one of those. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I. I, this is crazy that they're trying to do this. This is just, it's, it's, it's Amazon. Like they need more money, you know? Well, the same to be said for Apple with their, th uh, with their app, uh, you know, you know, same thing. It's like, just let it go. 
just let it be. Yeah. It's a good product. It works. You don't need the that much more money. Oh, uh, they're maximizing needs to have all the monies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Got to get that shareholder value, buddy. That's all it's all about. Now, this one I thought was kind of fun. I I hate the the title of this. It says Mark Newsom designed Swarovski's world's first AI binoculars that identify species on their own. Mm-hmm. So, uh basically it's a pair of binoculars that has uh bird recognition built in. <laughs> Which is, I think, really kind of cool. Hot dog or not? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's a bird. So, <laughs> but it's got more than nine thousand birds, and it says other wildlife built into it. So it's kind of like a digital camera, you know, with a zoom on it, and right. it takes that, does character recognition on the birds, and tells you what kind of bird it is. I think it's kind of neat. That is neat. Yeah, uh, I don't have a price on it, but I'm sure it is a gazillion dollars because it's Swarovski which yeah. doesn't make anything cheap. So, uh, but it, it looks kind of cool. They, 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 of course they're pretty. So we'll see, we'll see what it's going to be like. Uh, they come out February 1st. So we'll get a price on that soon. But uh, I think, see, now that's a decent version or decent use of the technology. I still don't call it AI. It's, you know. No. It's image recognition built it's into it. It's pattern recognition. It's image recognition. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway, it's cool stuff. Cool stuff. But it's generally intelligent. Generally but it is artificial. <laughs> well, according to Gizmodo, Jason, the self-checkout nightmare might finally be ending. Uh, don't ring the funeral bells just yet, but the self-checkout kiosk horror show could be nearing its end. Stores across the country are reversing course on the machines and consensus is growing among analysts and insiders that self-checkout has been a disaster for consumers and retailers alike, according to a new report in the BBC. I agree 100%. It is horrible. These machines suck. The people that uh, use them suck. Everybody sucks. But that's just people. So maybe we should just end Earth. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Skip to the end. Skip to the end. Yep. Just blow yep. up the planet. So uh, unsurprisingly, the biggest problem is theft. Yeah. People steal. Not only is it easy to steal from second self-checkout machines, it can be hard not to steal from them because they're so crap. Uh, and it can just, yeah, it's just, of course, this is, this was a bad idea all along and it's horrible and let's get rid of them. Yeah, Thank you. Not getting any better. They just put in two at my local Ralph's that have conveyor belts on them uh-huh. that are way, they take up the space of three of the regular ones and it's just right. one and the conveyor belt never works. Nobody can mm-hmm. figure out how to work it and nobody ever mm-hmm. uses it. It just, they, they both sit there unused because anybody that has more than two items can't figure out how to make it because it won't, it won't let you scan the next item until the other item has like gone halfway down the belt. It's so stupid. It's oh, all so, so dumb. stupid. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of stupid things, Brian, you still use WordPress, right? Uh, my company does. I personally try to try to avoid it as much as possible, but yes, I have been logged in a few times. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry about that. I have to use it three times a week to post, post some uh, shows for one of my clients. And I want to know why in this day and age, because WordPress yep. is not new. Nope. It's not new. I remember a- going to, I, I was going to parties at Mullenweg's house for like version 1.4 and 1.5 when they were released. Yeah. And this was like in 2003 and four. <laughs> it's been 20 years. Okay. Why the fuck doesn't command Z undo the last action you did right now? It will undo a random item from the stack of the past 10 things you've done. <laughs> And you have to figure out which one it did because if you out if you accidentally hit Command Z, the first thing you do is, oh Jesus, what did I do? It's so on brand for it. WordPress, though. It kind of is, I guess. <laughs> it kind of is. I just don't get it. I don't get it. 
just a, just a quick example. I, there's, there's 10 things I have to do in this post. The second thing I do is upload the featured image, mm-hmm. drag it in. That's in there. Then I do all this other stuff. And one time I, I, I was, I was making a word, a link and I hit the wrong thing and I made it, uh, uh, bold instead. And I right. just wanted to unbold it. So I hit command Z. The featured image goes away. It, it, and like the thing that I was doing was step eight and step two was the featured image. It just took the featured image out on command Z. That's how, that's how little sense it makes. So I just, I just had to share that. That's all. Just I hate WordPress with a fire. <laughs> you and me both brother. Squarespace for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Advertise with us. God damn it. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to gog.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's gog.show slash VPN. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This may supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. 
Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. At the library. It's been a while since we talked about some books, Brian. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I took a break and I checked out Darwin's Radio by Greg Bear. I remember loving that book. It is a great book. Okay, good. I don't remember anything about the book except I liked it. Yeah, it's uh, it's very hard sci-fi, which I kind of like. Uh, Greg Bear is good at that. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I think I, I've never read it, read anything by him before, so I'm I probably dip my toe and I'll finish the. I have to read something in between, then I'll get to the next book in the series. There's two two books in the series, so I think the next one's Darwin's Children. Yeah, um, I, I read the whole series and I remember really really liking it. So uh, he's one of the killer bees. Uh, Greg Bear, uh, David Brin, and Gregory Benford, also the guys that wrote the continuation of Foundation. Uh, the three of them, they all did oh. one, one book each. So yeah. Okay. I've never read anything by, well, this is my first book by this bee. I haven't read anything by the other bees yet. Oh, so. uh, they're all good. They're all okay. good. If, they're, they're, yeah. They were all buddies. So they all got along really well. Uh, very, all three of them were pre- pretty good, hard sci-fi writers. So highly recommend okay. them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I might, might go down that road for a while because I just need something new. Yeah. And, and of course, something old is new nowadays. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. I got this book. It's called This Book May Save Your Life, Everyday Health Hacks to Worry Less and Live Better by Dr. Karen Rajan. Okay. He's a TikTok doctor that I got oh, turned on to. great. He is funny as shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's funny, but he's a surgeon. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, you know, a full bore surgeon over in England, uh, but he's extremely funny <laughs> and all of his tips are great. I, I mean, I don't want to ruin it. So I, this is just one of those books. It's a very easy read. Uh, there are like pro tips in every sec, every section. It basically goes through the whole body and right. gives you pro tips on things you should do and shouldn't do. I just like how his, his main premise is, the human body is not some beautifully designed machine that, you know, is, is spiriting our soul throughout the cosmos. He says it's a hodgepodge of, of hacks put together that shouldn't actually work, but it does. So Nice. Yeah, he's like, if you knew everything that I knew about your body, you would not wake up in the morning <laughs> because you'd be so terrified that it wasn't going to work today. I love it. So, I'm going to have to check that out. It sounds like a... It sounds like a Bill Bryson, he did the human body book, which I really enjoyed, except this actually has actionable tips. Yes, actionable tips by a guy who actually cuts people open for a living. So Very cool. Yep. I will check that out. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't done at the library in a while. I had intended to spend most of my uh, winter break reading. That did not happen. <laughs> uh, Christmas, kid, all that sort of stuff. But uh, when I got back, I finally got around to reading again. And, and I read and finished System Collapse, Murderbot Diaries, Book 7 by Martha Wells. And yeah, uh, I'm done with this series. Time to time. It's to put, all, put it's, a pin in it. it's not that it's bad. It's just the same damn thing over and over again. See, yeah, that's what I ran into. I, I like by book five or book four, I was done. I was just like, you know, I've heard, I've read this book three times already. Yeah. And this is more of the same. Um, and it, it didn't end and it's obviously open for an eighth book and 
there we go. And I'm not going to read the eighth book unless I hear that something drastically different happens. I guess it's hard to have character development when your character is a murder bot. Yeah, yeah. I think I think <laughs> I read somewhere that it's supposed to go to nine. Nine okay. is going to be the finish. But I don't know. And it's getting I, turned I got, into a TV series, so who the fuck? Who the, yeah, who knows? I, I got through it. It was fine. It had moments that you know made me laugh or chuckle. But again, it's the exact same moments that made me la- laugh and chuckle in books one, two, three, four, five, and six. Yeah, exactly. So. So, if you've got a bad memory, the Murderbot series might be for you. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So well written, but it's the same book over and over again. I uh, saw this article over on Gizmodo as well, since uh, Dune 2 is actually coming out as a movie soon, which isn't Dune 2, it's Dune 1 Part 2. Uh, yep. We found David Lynch's lost Dune 2 script, which is actually uh, about Dune 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting read, and I, I would have loved to have seen it. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for the fans out there, but uh, go check out the link in the show notes. Um, what he was going to do was pretty damn cool, so oh. really sad we didn't get to see it. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait for my brother, Baron. He is the Kwisak Satarak. You do that really well. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the movie, man. I've it's seen that movie. Great, uh, dude, it was actually a really good movie. I loved it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I know we shit on Foundation for not staying close to the book, and certainly David Lynch's Dune did not stay close to the book, but it was great. I, I loved it. <laughs> I, I, and I loved the long version. So. Mm-hmm. I I I'll I'll slide you a digital copy if you want. <laughs> I actually yes, please. Okay. I haven't watched it in years. I would love to. It's so good. It okay. it has legs. It really does. Shaka. The dark side. Ha! With Dave. Welcome to The Dark Side with Dave, with podcast superhost Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast for all your cybersecurity news, the co-host of Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, discussing how humans are mean, the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because people are nosy, and the host of Control Loop, because industrial machines are going to take over the world. Hello, Dave. Hello, gents. Nice to be back. Hello. It's a very, uh, it's a snowy day here in Maryland, we have about six inches on the ground, and uh, this this week has been the first time we've had really measurable snow in about two years. So uh, I'm I'm loving it. I'm welcoming it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you're done. You're done. <laughs> I'm you, done with it's, it. It's worn off. <laughs> we actually haven't had that much snow up here this year, so it's uh, so yeah. far so good as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the first right. couple of years I lived here, we got pummeled. So mm. I'm over it. Yeah. No, we're still in the novelty stage. It's been long enough. <laughs> oh, um, isn't it pretty? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, look, it's able to drive slow for a little while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then it all turns yeah. gray and black and mushy and hardens up into ice, and then it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 65 and sunny here, so. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. As always. <laughs> Good times. So I, I can't believe it. We come back from the break and – we don't talk about Star Wars because there was Star Wars news and neither of you guys talked about it. I'm like, what, what, well, what's Well, here, here's the thing with Star Wars news, Jason. I, I've been burned one too many times. Uh, shows get announced and movies get announced and canceled uh, quietly and we never hear about them again. So, so in, until there's a news article about production beginning, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> well, gosh. <laughs> Star Wars has burned me too many times with this sort of thing. But uh, yeah, there is a bunch of stuff coming, which is kind of exciting. But 
Will it come? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Schrodinger Star Wars. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, there may or may not be getting be a Mandalorian movie. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I've heard that uh, that's uh, going to happen. We'll see. Uh, uh, you know, I at this mo- at this point, I just want another Osaka. Osaka. Mm, I want another Andor. I don't even care about Osaka. I want Andor. Now that has begun production, so we can talk about that. That is coming. Uh, Pedro Pascal or uh, wrong, no, wrong show, wrong, wrong show. Uh, whoever's the star of the what's his face? I can't Andor. remember his name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was at the one of the award shows that just happened and said he's only got seven days left of shooting on it. So all right, all so right. It'll, be, it'll be out in two years once they finish VFX. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. And then we'll have to wait another three years. Yeah, yeah. They don't do these fast enough. I got to say, just uh, again, like I said, slap it on Mid Journey. We don't need all those fancy special <laughs> effects. Let's get this moving. Everybody will have six fingers, but they're aliens. Who cares? Right. Yeah, they, they should be able to do a Buck Rogers a week. Come on, yeah. guys. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> how, do, how do you guys feel about the idea of Mandalorian uh, becoming a movie? Uh, a week, personally. You know, I, I what I heard is it's going to wrap up all three of the series. It's going to have all the characters in it. They all come together. It's going to be the com- uh, the the end of the story, as it were. Uh, that's uh-huh. fine. I, and it's know. going to be a musical. <laughs> hey, you know. Now I'm in. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but I saw that Star Trek episode. That was fantastic. That was really good. <laughs> they may have they may have saved the musical sci fi genre altogether. Mm, yes. Do you guys remember they did a musical episode of The Love Boat? No. No. Yeah, they did. They, there, was a, there was a musical episode of The Love Boat, and you can – I forget who has The Love Boat right now, but you can find it. And it, uh, Ethel Merman is in it, and it's the entire show is pretty much sung through. The whole cast does musical numbers, and it's just this funny little anomaly, and it's, it's – uh, it's I'm sure the Isaac the bartender uh, sequence is in no way racist and, and, and has <laughs> aged, aged very well. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, there was the time when uh, the Pointer Sisters came on the Love Boat and he, they sang "He's So Shy" with Isaac, uh, which was cute, also. But no, the Love Boat musical. If if you enjoy '70s kitsch, it's 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 that. Um, and it's just a, a weird uh, uh, one of the endless list of weird 70s anomalies when it came to these sorts of variety shows. Um, now, back to The Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> it's on Paramount Plus, by the way. The OK, Boat. there so, you go. Yeah. It, Love I might Boat have to fire that sh- up tonight. <laughs> yeah. Love Boat is one of the shows that we will put on to fall asleep to at night. OK, fair. Yeah. And yeah. as far as I know, I, I've never... Uh, I, I asked this question to many different audiences, and I still believe that the Love Boat is the only hour-long program with a laugh track. Oh, well, that is a deep dive trivia question at the yeah, end. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've can't think of any other. You know, how many other hour-long comedy shows are there? And Love Boat has a laugh track. You know, it's sort of Love Boat always has three stories. In every episode of The Love Boat, um, right. and they have a laugh track. So, if anybody out there can think of another hour-long show that has a laugh track, please let us know. Yes, I, I've let's been get on un- that. Unable to find one. So, back yeah. to The Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that's that's interesting to me that I believe we've touched on here before is that 
because you no longer have to go to the cinema to see amazing special effects, it kind of makes this being a movie not as big a deal. Well, when they say movie too, uh, it will be released on Disney Plus at the same time. So it's really just a two-hour episode. Oh, do you think really? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I don't think you're going to have to go to a theater to see this. It's just going to be, you know, a movie, a long episode. But you know they're going to put it out in the theaters. Oh, they'll put it out in theaters, but there's no way that they're not going to do a simultaneous release. I don't know. They've they've been trying to – I think they might do a staggered release on that just to make a few extra bucks. We'll see. The other thing that – I wonder about is, you know, you have a movie. So what is that? Two and a half hours probably being a Star Wars movie, which is a very different style of storytelling than a 10 hour season. Yeah. And so we're used to these characters in that 10 hour season framework. Uh, How different will it be? Maybe it'll be great because it'll be accelerated and and all that. But uh, I think about how much of my enjoyment of Star Wars lately has been with the series and Mm -hmm. not the movies. Mm -hmm. And I can't help uh, wondering what we're in for. And the Mandalorians were only 30 minutes. They were short. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. They were as, as, as long as they needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. They've done a good job of that. So we'll see. I don't know. Mm hmm. Uh, Jason wrote in, uh, this is not a different me. Jason, yeah, obviously, different Jason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and it's not for you. Literally. It says it yeah. begins with, this is for Brian and Dave. I'll be, I'll, I'm going to go get some coffee. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> okay. I am driving to Disney world from Texas this next week and wanted to get your insight on the galaxy's edge. How much time should I set aside to enjoy it all? And there is, is there anything I should avoid? Thanks for your help. And may the force be with you. Um, too many unknowns here. Uh, yeah, we don't. Jason, have you been to Disneyland before? Have you been to Disney World? Have you seen Epcot? If if not, then you need to see it all. If you have, then spend your entire time in Galaxy's Edge because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, I will say my most recent trip to Disney World, which was my first time seeing Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. um, we spent an entire day at the Disney Studios. Um, and Galaxy's Edge was where we started our day, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was amazing. Um, we did the, uh, Millennium Falcon ride first. Um, we did, we had, um, a meal at the, or a meal, um, you know, light hors d'oeuvres at the cantina, which, um, well, let's just back up a second and say, uh, open your wallet <laughs> and your heart. Uh, yes, <laughs> because Galaxy's Edge, ev- everything is. You will very leave expensive. with lots of stuff. That's uh, if right. You're a big fan. Yeah, you'll leave with lots of stuff, and nothing is inexpensive. If you thought Disney was expensive before, wait till you get there now. <laughs> um, so you know the the Galaxy's Edge meal for there were five of us was probably $250, you know, for drinks and snacks and yeah. a, a tip and all that sort of thing. So just be prepared for that. So, so you can, you can get over that before you get in and that way it won't interfere with your enjoyment of that space. Just know you're going to drop some cash in galaxy's edge. But, um, 
we did all that in the morning, and then I believe we paid to have a time slot for the other big ride. Rise the, of um, the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance, thank yeah. you. Uh, and that was later in the afternoon. So we went and did a bunch of the other things in the park um, and then came back for our Rise of the Resistance time and rode that, and it was great. It You know? Yeah. It, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's like, it, it, it's many dreams and wishes and fantasies fulfilled you know i agree uh when i went with uh, my kid we did the rest of the park first uh, we kind of did a bunch of rides he loved haunted mansion and all that sort of stuff and then we worked our way over to uh star wars land and uh, didn't want to leave it that's that's how mm. much fun it is like it's just you're just even just walking around because they did such a good job with uh, the visuals and and just the buildings and the rocks and they're piping the music in and characters are walking around. Like uh, my, my son had a whole relationship going with Kylo Ren because, because he said, yes, he would join the dark side. And then every time <laughs> Kylo Ren saw him walking around the, the rest of right. the Star Wars land, he would point at him and like, right. you know, come with me. And it was great. Like yeah. they just do a wonderful job. So if you're a Star Wars fan, once you walk into that land, you're not going to want to leave it. So uh, plan That's for a true. lot of time there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it 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 is it is quite wonderful, but um, I don't know. I should. I, I guess I'm trying to think. Do you need more than one day to do? Because you're you experienced it in Disneyland, mm-hmm. and I experienced it at Disney World. And Jason doesn't say. He just says he's driving to Disney, so he's in yeah. Texas, so it could go either way. <laughs> he said Disney World, so yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. Which is, I mean, Disney World is a whole other proposition. Like, I'm yeah. planning that trip with my family, and it's going to be a multi-day extravaganza because there's just so much to do there. Right. Yeah. I will say that the last time on our last trip, which was a big family trip, we had not been in several years because of COVID. Um, we bought park hopper passes which allow you to go from park to park in the same day. And we ended up not using the yeah, park hopping at all. Because you do a day, day per park. Yeah, That's right. But <laughs> yeah. we what we thought was we were going to like, you know, oh, maybe we won't spend an entire day at Epcot. Or maybe if we have a few hours, we'll want to jump somewhere else. Are and you that just kidding? Didn't you can drink happening. around the world at Epcot. <laughs> you know. plan for two days. <laughs> well, yeah. Epcot's very different as an adult. Uh, <laughs> um. So uh, I think next time we probably won't get the park hopper tickets because they are pricey, more pricey than the regular tickets, which are pricey. Um, but we had a great time. And uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I'm envious of you, Jason, that you're on your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to be going back uh, a year from now or so, in March of 25. Is oh, that's what we're thinking as up. well. Maybe we'll oh, do a meetup. Right? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> We'll Come on, there. Jason, get in there. Yeah, we'll be there the first. Our Jason. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we could record live, live from the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> live from the cantina. Yeah, Disney would have no DJ. problem with that. We're yeah, setting up our know. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, have a good time, Jason. I, 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 I'm envious of you going there for the first time. And I'm looking forward to going. Oh, back. man, that first time you turn the corner and see the Millennium Falcon there. Yeah. Life size, yeah. as it were. Yeah. It's <laughs> Nerd amazing. boner. Yep. Total. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my really jaw is. dropped. A little, little misty. It was great. 
Yeah, I saw it. My, I showed you guys and my wife videotaped it. And yep. my youngest son said to me, Dad, I think that's the first time I've seen you cry. <laughs> <laughs> Now's a great time to tell you I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find some romantic what the music. Hell is this that? <laughs> yeah. You should have found the the music from the bar in Police Academy. <laughs> oh god. Uh, we're going to Anyways, moment. have a great time, Jason. It's going to you're going to be blown away. Yep. All right. Uh speaking of blown away though, I saw this article Meet the Disney Imagineer behind the VR breakthrough that is the Hollow Tile. Mm-hmm. There's an article about Lanny Smoot. Lanny is no slouch. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he I think he overcompensated uh, for the name that he was given. <laughs> that actually sounds like a character in the cantina. Doesn't it? It really <laughs> does. <laughs> it's the guy who lost his arm, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> yeah, we used to call him Lanny, now we call him Lefty. <laughs> Uh, the, the thing about this is the demo video. It, it's, it's this new floor that they've made where you can have multiple people on the floor and you can walk and stand in place. And it is like the, the Holy grail of VR. So you can actually walk and move and still stay in the space. And it, it I don't know, it's just really cool. You know, there, yeah. there are different things out there right now. There's one that is like a giant turntable and you're strapped into it and you can run in any direction and all this stuff. Right. You can put it in your house and it looks it – is, it is basically birth control hardware. You will never get another <laughs> date if you put this in your living room. Right. I've seen one that's like a giant uh, gerbil ball. Have yep. you seen that one? Yeah, seen yeah. that one too. Yeah. yeah. They're all pretty sad. This thing looks sexy, low profile, and cool. <laughs> so mm-hmm. – as someone who has recently done the you know a VR experience, I wish we'd have had this. This would have been this would have made it so much more fun. But the thing is, they need harnesses because somebody will fall and trip. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh yeah. You need yeah. you need some kind of support mechanism because yeah, I it's it's hard enough to stay standing when you're on solid ground with a VR headset on and zombies are flying at you. Trying to do it while actually moving might cause some broken bones. I yeah. Think. But. A couple of things I noticed about it. Uh, they never showed anybody running on it. Everyone was walking at a slow pace, slow pace. So <laughs> yeah. that's where it is right now, but it will get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they put it inside an environment that relies on projection rather than goggles. And I, so I think that helps with the balance issue. They showed um, it with goggles on though. Did they? Yeah, in the demo, okay. there's there's there are people with goggles on. I think they okay. were just showing what the what they were seeing on the projection on the outside. I see. So as an outsider, you could see yeah, what yeah. they were seeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing I wondered is if if you could get this, uh, if it got to the point where it it was could support someone running, would it have enough speed and power to act as to act self balancing like a Segway? See, that's what I was wondering too, because it needs to have some kind of force feedback when you're when you're stopping to right. keep you from. Because all I can think of is just like like running on ice, and you try and go, and you say, boom, falling yeah. back, you know. Right when you lean into it, and it because it sense that you're tipping forward and slide your legs back underneath of you. Yeah, yeah, and, and it looked like the floor that it was on was kind of uh, at a downward slope a little bit too. Hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't purely flat. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot, but I mean, it's, it's just in, you know, it's a beta product right now. It's just, they're, they're working on it for some of the parks, but it is neat. It is a, it is the neatest version I've seen of this kind of solution to that problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's cool to see that uh, they still have that mojo in Disney Imagineering. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a neat video. Yep. All right. Well, at this point, Disney should actually be sponsoring this segment. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but they are not, unfortunately. So I just take free park passes, right? I, me too. <laughs> Screw you guys! I want Come the on. money. Sorry. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, I'll drive uh, down. So, to, I'll drive down to Orange County and in, in, in uh, scalp mine. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, you can you do go. that. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, I can do that now. You know, um, when my wife worked at Disney, and this was mm, in the nineties, um, it was a common thing to do for employees because they would er- they'd uh, earn park passes that yep. they could give to people, and they'd mm-hmm. wait and you know they'd meet people in the line and just kind of let them in. Yeah, it was a nice. They called it uh, pixie dust. Yep, yep. I remember that. We did that too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So a little bit of tech news here, uh, just because I, I thought this one was funny and it's not surprising to us, but obviously was surprising to some other people. Uh, Google now admits it could collect data in Chrome's incognito mode. So incognito mode basically. What the fuck is incognito mode then? <laughs> well, yeah. it, it, it hides things from yourself. That's about it. <laughs> It hides it from yourself on your own system, uh, but they get all the data still and they collect it. And uh, in case you think they were doing this uh, of their own free will, no, there was a $5 billion lawsuit that made them change the disclaimer. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically basically just, you know, Snoopy wife mode. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Exactly. Uh, I use it for, I use incognito mode uh, once a year around the holidays. So my wife doesn't get ads for everything that I'm buying for her. That's funny. No, I know you're a liar because everybody on the planet uses it for 10 minutes a day for porn mode. So there you go. Well, basically, you you don't need um, to. hmm. Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Move on. Moving Your on, mind's is stuck you. in porn mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was my brain was stuck in porn mode. So, uh. so uh, as we are recording this, Speaking we are of porn mode. Yeah, exactly. We are about I don't know four hours into Apple Vision Pro pre-orders beginning. Now I haven't seen any uh, you know live uh, reports on how that's going or anything. I know that the Apple Store was down earlier today, as it usually is. But mm-hmm. this is something we haven't really talked much about here. What are your, what are you guys thinking as this is becoming something real that people are going to do? Do you have any thoughts of of demoing one at your local Apple Store? Do you care? What, what, it's just, what do you think about this? <laughs> I'll let you go, Brian. Um, I like it. it. The demos, the online demos and walkthroughs that I've seen are really cool. Um, I would like to have one at some point, but not at the price point that they have now. Yeah. Um, I would like to go demo one, but I'm not going to wait hours, which apparently apparently is the case at the moment at most Apple stores. You've just got to, there's, everybody wants to try this thing out. Uh, so once the, the brouhaha has died down a bit, I will find myself at an Apple store and give it a go and see. Um, and I, by all accounts, once it's, it's Apple, it's going to be good. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm into it, but, uh, uh, as, as with a lot of this stuff, it will probably be version two, two or three before I get one. So yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. How about you, Jason? Jason's already pre-ordered. 
Nope, no. <laughs> See, I beside it being ridiculously expensive, I did get somebody that uh, I, I sorry I owe them an email too that wrote me back and said when I when I joked last week about being uh, sponsored to, yeah. to become a developer, somebody's like, "Well, tell me what you're thinking about. We might be able to work something out." I'm like. Oh. It's kind of a joke. I ain't <laughs> porn got time mode. that. But yeah. Porn mode is what it, yeah. Right. No, um, for decades, uh, all of us old Apple dogs, that we, we lived by a maxim, and I'm going to stick by it for this one, never buy first-gen Apple hardware, ever, <laughs> because it is buggy, it's way overpriced, and the second version is going to be 10 times as good and half the price. Yep. So sticking with that one on this one. And plus, I've seen some pictures of people of it who have gotten it, and it's in the wild, and it it does not look as good in your living room as it does in the demo videos in their living room with the professional yeah. lighting. You look, you still look like a twat. And a million dollar it. house. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean much anymore. A $10 right. million dollar house. Yeah. yeah. Tastefully decorated. Yeah. yeah. My $1,200 month apartment with a $3,000 headset. No, thanks. No, I, I'm just waiting to, waiting to see on this one. And it's, you know, I did, well, I don't have the money for it, but it's also – I just don't think it's ready yet. I mean, even like I said, even Netflix isn't even going to be out for it yet. It's going to be yeah. one of those things where by the time the software is finally catching up, they're going to be, work, they're going to be revving up for Rev2. Yeah. I, think, I think it's – you know, this is going to be one of those cycles where it's like unless you're a company who's developing for it or an independent developer who's developing for it, fine, go get them. I think consumers who buy these are just rich people who want to put it on their shelves and say they got one. Because yeah, I don't think I, it's going to be that useful. I agree with you, Jason. I think like 80% of this is going to be people who want to develop for it that have bought it already. And it's probably sold out at this point because they didn't have a lot of them. So I just went to the site and it said the pre-orders are still open. So they still okay. got some. All right. All right. Hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what the non-pro version of this could look like. And what I wonder is, uh, could we see a version that basically uses your phone as the CPU and, you know, uses the, the, everything that's already built into your phone to drive a stripped down display. I don't think Apple's going to do that no. I, I, because I no. think it's just going to be too janky and low quality. Hmm. And that's not, and think, a, that's not an Apple move. And I think the processors are going to be completely different. I think because hmm. I think this thing has so many specialty processors for the recognition, the image recognition, you know, all the depth issues. It yeah. has. I, I think it's a completely different hardware beast from just a phone. I mean, the phone can augment it somehow. Um, but I think for the most part, I think it's going to be, I think a lot of it's going to stay on device. But, but what could you possibly cut out to make a non-pro version? What That what stupid screen on the front <laughs> that oh, shows a true. video of your eyes. It comes with a sticker. They take a picture of you and they give you a sticker <laughs> of your eyes to put on the front. There, that saves you $600. <laughs> right, right. It'll be like those, uh, just those funny glasses. Eyes. Yeah, those, <laughs> those funny glasses you bought in the back of a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> just stick those to the front of it. <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to touch on here is, uh, for our grumpiness theme, this is something that made me grumpy. Um, this is an article from Cory Doctorow, and uh, he was complaining about uh, mostly the article. Wait, Corey was mostly, Doctorow was complaining. Yeah, never. Yeah. Mostly never. the article was about uh, the App Store and uh, how Apple is going about the various fights that they're having with the app store being monopolistic and all yep. that sort of thing. But what made me grumpy was this 
paragraph that was near the beginning of his article, and, and I will read it. It says, Apple's most valuable intangible asset isn't its patents or copyrights. It's an army of people who believe that using products from a $2.89 trillion multinational makes them members of an oppressed religious minority whose identity is co-terminal with the interests of Apple's shareholders. Now, (laughs) here's why this made me grumpy, is that from my point of view, this is written from the perspective of someone who whose knowledge of Apple or deep experience with Apple probably came at or after the iMac or the iPod, or Mm -hmm. this is not someone who lived through, who lived professionally through the era where day to day we did not know if Apple was going to survive or not and how important that was to us. You know, the, the, we, I, I, at the time I owned a video production company and our existence depended on the fact that we were running all of this stuff on Macintosh computers and it barely worked and it was, you know, (laughs) spit and bailing wire. But, um, and, and also there were no mobile devices, you know, there, there was Apple and, and there was Mac OS and there was, um, Windows. And that was it. Yep. Yeah. And I know people are yelling at them, what about Linux? But, you know, there was Mac OS and there was Windows. Oh, no. And before Mac OS, there was System 7, System 8, and System 9. That's if right. If you know those, you have a certain Actually, type of PTSD that most correct. people don't have. How many times yeah, did you read well, today? It's Rand a great Gubbler. point. It's a great point that, you know, you would, you, you'd be rendering out stuff and like put police tape around the desk because if somebody, <laughs> Yep. If somebody bumped the mouse, the computer could crash. That I mean, that's that's, that's where true. we were. Yeah, yeah. that's not, that's not a, that's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. That was no. true. Yeah. So having lived through all of that, I think that that's where the mindset of people who um, are the kind of Apple fans that I consider myself to be, and and I don't know where you guys uh, sit on this, but. We have the PTSD from that period of time, and to see Apple from almost not existing anymore, you know, they were going to be bought by IBM, they were going to be bought by HP, they were, you know, even Steve Jobs said, you strip it out, sell it off, and shut it down before he came back to them. Yep. Um, now they're one of the biggest companies in the world, and yay for them, but um, this part of this article rubbed me the wrong way, because I think it... Uh, it it so easily dismisses and so quickly dismisses what was for those of us who lived through it a very real time that had great impact on us. Well, it uh, implies also that Apple didn't earn where they are, and they certainly have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. They all they did was make the most successful consumer electronics product in the history of the world. Yeah. So <laughs> idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. It, it, I, I get it. Like I was a PC guy back in the day. I wasn't an Apple guy and I was dismissive of the cult of Apple as well. But yeah. now, you know, I get it. Like I use almost exclusively Apple products now and, yeah. and I understand it and it makes sense and it's a good company. It really is. They do yeah. what they do and they do it very well. And to be dismissive of that is just petty, I think. I was too, by the way. I I was, uh, you know, I was a DOS guy, mm-hmm. and Me too. Um, yeah. my um, and I like many people at the time. I thought the Mac was mostly a toy, uh, and then I started dating uh, the woman who is now my wife, 
and she had a Mac SE 30. And so I started using it and more I used it, the more I found, hey, I really like using this. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, wow, this, this is pretty nice. And next thing I knew, that's all I wanted to use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I met Corey back like around 2000. It was right around when uh, Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom came out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he had already been poo-pooing Apple and was using a ThinkPad running Linux. So <laughs> this, was, this was almost two decades ago or over yeah. two decades ago. So he's got a long history of shitting on Apple. And, you yeah. know, some of, his, some of his arguments are not wrong when it comes to the App Store duopoly that, you know, that right. Apple and Google have and things like that. But the, he does have an overall tendency to just shit on Apple people. So I'm yeah. used to it. I'm used to it. And <laughs> you got to find the, find the gems in the, in the poop in, in some of these. <laughs> Nothing generates clicks like shitting on Apple. Mm. Right? Yep. All right. Well, thank right. you for letting me vent. <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed this Apple slash Disney advertised segment. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Send your park tickets to <laughs> nice. GOG.show. Yes. I can't wait to go. We got to plan this trip, Dave. I'm going right. to make sure that we go at the same time. Yeah. Over at Patreon this week, we've got no one. No Actually, one. I'm not entirely sure about that because Patreon's email system is so crap and I haven't oh. logged in. Okay. So well, sometimes they have... send emails, sometimes they don't, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if you're a new Patreon subscriber, we'll get to you next week. Hopefully, maybe if we can figure it out. But <laughs> just remember, three bucks a month gets you all versions of the show ad-free and relatively sooner than everybody else. If we're having a good day. Yeah. If we're having a good day. And they're in high res. I actually got shit for saying it was in high res because they're like, it's a podcast. What's high res? Well, the the version that everybody gets, the 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 normal folks get it at 64 kilobits, uh, 44.1. If you get it on Patreon, it's, um, what is it, 192 uh, at 48K. So it is actually higher res. So there, just to put a put a button in that. And over at PayPal, we got Natalie, Linda, Dag, Blake Bowling, Andrew, Nathaniel, Brian, Ramsey, and Joseph, who sent us a note, which normally we talk about, but I think we're too tired. Sorry. We'll write you back. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> okay. Brian's a little tired today. Um, over, over the tip jar, we've got Sean, Theodore, Sean, and Karen. Thank you all so much. And no reviews this week. Ooh. Well, everybody's got the winter blahs. Mm, it's cold out there. You should be Damn. staying inside listening to Grumpy Old Geeks, yeah. writing reviews and signing up for Patreon. That's Come right. On. Get on it, people. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Show notes and links to everything we talked about today are at GOG.show slash 632. Try saying that 10 times fast. Maybe I'm tired too. GOG.show slash donate is the place to drop us a few bills so we can keep bringing you this top-notch entertainment. Sharing the show with your friends and enemies and anyone in between is free and can be almost as good as cash. At GOG.show, you can find a link to our Discord channel if you want to chat with us and other show fans. And head over to GOG.show slash contact to send us your feedback, comments, or links to, to cool shit that you think we should talk about. GOG.show slash reviews, where you can toss us a review and preferably five stars that we can read on the air. Stay grumpy.